your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Friday, May 21st edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can also email me at Locked on FLA Panthers at gmail.com. You can also follow the national show, Locked on NHL, anywhere you listen to podcasts and their Twitter page at Locked on NHL Pods. And don't forget the cross check NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app and join me on Saturday at 10 a.m. on Locker Room before cats bolts around 10, 11 a.m. with with some breakfast with yours truly as we discuss game four of this Battle of Florida Saturday morning on Locker Room. Changing the way we talk sports. So your Florida Panthers, after dropping two games at home they had their backs against the walls and they found a way that is literally how i ended yesterday's episode finding a way and they and so they did with their 6 to 5 overtime victory against Tampa Bay, their third win on the road in Tampa Bay this season where they got two in the regular season and one in this one and joining me to talk about this six to five victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning. He is a multi-time guest on this show. Let's welcome back Frank Rikas. Hey, Armando and everybody listening. Nice to be here and uh, looking forward to analyzing and talking about this huge victory. You said it best, Frank, huge victory where it would have been such a different feeling, both you and I even heading into this podcast down three to nothing versus right now where the Florida Panthers are down two games to one and guarantee a game five back in Sunrise, Florida, which is something that you spoke about the last time around. You talked about at least getting one and game one of their first two road games. They they got their first one. Yeah, what a big swing. You know, think about going into Saturday being down three nothing. Uh, you know, talk about uh, what your mindset has to be, how desperate you have to play and instead you're, you're you're only down two to one Saturday is still a huge game and and I think I said it on Twitter uh, about a half hour or so ago is that if you win Saturday it's two to two 
now it's a best of three game series and Panthers have home ice advantage because two of the next three games are going to be uh, in sunrise. So this could be the game that there's, you know, there's, I always like to say there's a turning point in the playoffs for a team that can go on a long run. And this might be the one for the Panthers. Yeah. And I was, I was, I was kind of thinking in the, in the end of the second period where the Florida Panthers were down five to three. And I was starting to reflect on the season and thinking, okay, even if the Florida Panthers are good to go down Oh three, I, I, I still, even regard, I, I, I still feel the same way coming back and winning that regardless of what happens in this one, I feel that this is such a very successful season and a turn in the right direction. And, and I was thinking that even down five to three and they found a way to win. They found a way to fight and they Ryan Lomberg. This is a guy that you and I were talking about who, who we feel that every time he's on a breakaway, he doesn't finish and he found a way. Yeah, you and I spoke about that the other night or the other when we were on the show. Like, yeah, we just don't expect him to score. But, man, he came down with a full head of steam. Uh, uh, and it was just like the most unpredictable thing ever. Of all the guys that you would have thought would have scored the game-winning goal, I'm sure he was last on everybody's list. You know, I think we might have had a better chance of Bobrovsky scoring <laughs> than, than Lomberg. Than, than Lomberg. But, uh, hey. Great for him, uh, an energy guy. Uh, I imagine that, you know, that's going to carry through to the next game. And uh, I'm, I'm happy for him and uh, happy for the team. What a way to bounce back and, you know, dealt with some real adversity tonight, you know, and they really showed a heck of a lot of character and uh, resiliency for sure. No doubt about that. And this game started with a few shockers around the 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 panther fan base where in the morning keith yando was skating with the scratches in the optional morning skate and you and i were messaging on the panther parkway group chat saying oh he's skating with the scratches but having the mindset of not wanting to get our hearts broken we were thinking no i'm not going to believe it until he's not until he's officially scratched and look, look what happened. He got scratched and with Yandel being scratched, Strawman took his place on the first line and Forsling was downgraded to the third pairing with Radko Goose, which was a pairing that we've seen in the regular season. Strawman Uyghur is not something we've really seen at all. Nutty, Nut, Nudevar and Montour. Yes, we have seen that mostly, but yeah, this was, this was one where you were a little, I was a little confused why the Strawman and Uyghur was the top fairing at first, but you know, you got to trust a, you got to trust a coach of Q's caliber and he made the move. He made the move to scratch Keith Yandel and look what happened. It, uh, not only a win, but two for two on the power play without your quarterback. Yeah, a huge move. I think it was, uh, 
I don't want to say it was expected, but uh, you know, the fan base was clamoring for Yandel to be sat, especially after the uh, the giveaway game on uh, Tuesday night. Um, you know, people were calling for his head, and uh, people were they were wanting to see if Quenville actually had. I don't want to say guts, but that's what I'm going to say. The guts to actually sit Yandel, and obviously he did. And a move like that, I think, sends a message to the entire team, you know. And uh, yes, it was surprising. And then people got a little nervous when, uh, you know, some of the reports were coming out that, well, Yandel's, Yandel's in, in, in the pregame skate. You know, they're trying to count how many defensemen there are. Uh, they, then they counted seven defensemen. Then they counted three players with A's on their sweater. You can only have two because we already have a captain. So I think uh, it became pretty obvious that he was going to be uh, the odd man out. And it really worked in the Panthers' favor. I mean, um, they responded well. I mean, yeah, we had a little bit of a uh, brain cramp in the, in the middle period. But uh, my guess is going to be, and it's usually his tradition, that when you know, a Quenville team wins a playoff game, unless there's an injury, the lineup doesn't change. So. If that's the case, I don't think we see Keith in game four either. I agree. Uh, and same thing with the goalie situation, too, where Chris Drieger starts this one where he made 17 saves on 22 shots for a 773 save percentage. You know, not good and not nope. Chris Drieger's brightest. Game. I mean, he played great in game two, deserved a start for game three, but, you know, he the, the moment got a little too big for him at that time. The Tampa Bay Lightning score two power play goals in that period, five total in that period. But even with that win over the Tampa Bay Lightning, the, the power play is still a problem. And Braden Point, is in that same spot in in the low slot and i feel i feel that every single time they pass it to kucherov on the right the goalie's left he's gonna make a quick pass to the slot for Braden point and that happened earlier in the series and it happened again tonight so that's that's an issue but man the personnel for tampa bay on that power play with kalorn stamp kucherov point and headman is just so damn lethal and this game started off this game had a very similar theme to game one where there was runs the panthers they started off with a two nothing lead with sam bennett welcome back to the lineup sam bennett off a beautiful pass by jonathan huberto gudis gets his first goal of the series and also, there was a little bit of concern in this one where Barkov didn't play a whole lot of minutes today because he got hurt uh, early in the first. So there's a little bit of uh, concern there in the early periods. What, what were your impressions early on when the for, when the Panthers got up early? Well, I would I was hoping that they would score the first goal to kind of take the uh, the Tampa fan base, you know, the crowd out of it, which you know. It was good that we we got on the board early, and 
it was, I think, even better that it was Sam Bennett coming back after being suspended. Um, I thought that was uh, awesome. And then Gudis scores, I think it was his first ever uh, playoff goal. So that was neat for him. Um, but I have to say, I felt that for a little while, the Panthers went into a little bit of a prevent defense kind of thing. I didn't feel them being as aggressive uh, after the second goal. Maybe that was just me. And, uh, I, you know, it seemed like Tampa started to push back a little bit, maybe. And maybe it was more of that than anything else. Um, and then, you know, things just kind of fell apart after that a little, you know, for, for quite a while. Uh, but, you know, the Panthers have to come out on Saturday uh, the exact same way, but then they have to keep their foot on the gas pedal. Uh, you know, scoring first in the uh, opposing team's arena is huge. You take the crowd out, you give yourself some confidence, and, and you can play with a, a little more, um, you know, confidence in you. As, as far as, you know, talking about being on the penalty kill, Panthers got to stay out of the penalty box against this team. There are too many weapons here. Um, you know, Kucherov, Stamkos, Point, Kalorn, you name it. Uh, there's just too much artillery here. And uh, if the Panthers are going to win this series, they have got to be more disciplined and uh, not find themselves in the penalty box. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. There's coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. Know what my favorite flavor is? Is the peanut butter brownie. If you've tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carb. A couple of other flavors have 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories, and just 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carb. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 50% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's talk about the unit that was out there for the cats with no Keith Yandel. The majority of this power play unit at least power play one was huberto barkoff verhage hornquist and bennett that was mostly mostly no defenseman or quarterback on the part i mean looking at this now it's a it was a little bit of a split timeshare between bennett and montour on the power play so I uh, it's crazy how at this point of the season that coach Q is experimenting that, but Hey, if it works, you know, what, what is there to complain about? Sometimes you got to pull out all the stops and I, you know, imagine um, not doing that. What would have happened, 
but I, I think we can all agree that having an experienced coach behind the bench who is willing to just say, you know, hey, this is what we're going to do. And, you know, five forwards on the ice for a power play. For, I don't think they did that uh, since maybe the beginning of the season. You know, what a, what a great idea. And obviously, it, you know, it worked in their favor. And um, hopefully he can keep pushing the right button. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because even on that, even on the first power play by Wenberg, there's still another shorty chance in the second period where who, who, who other than Yanni Gord gets another shorty chance. And I feel, I, I think that's like his second or third shorty chance now, but this time it wasn't by a Keithy Endel turnover. Didn't score, thankfully. And then later, Wenberg gets his own power play goal, which with a beautiful screen from Owen Tippett. And this was the, the second period was a time where many, there's a little bit of doubt starting to creep in saying, man, they lost the first two at home. Man. They had a five-goal second period going into the third. And then Coach Q does something very bold. Once again, he pulls the young goaltender for his veteran, his $10 million veteran. And let's talk about let's talk about the decisions to start Drieger. Then there are so many people talking about, oh, imagine spending $10 million on a goalie only to not start him in, in game three of this one. And despite not starting, Sergei Borovsky shut the door when he needed to. He was huge. And, you know, if you go back to why did Drieger start? Well, despite the Panthers losing game two, he had a really good game. Uh, you can't fault. I don't think either of those, goals that were scored on him Tuesday night. So uh, he played well enough to earn a second start. And I think obviously you have to pull him after that five goal second period. There's no way you could have put him back out there. Uh, Some people were thinking that it should have happened, you know, uh, during the second period, but um, it worked out better that Bobrovsky started the third period, you know, had a chance to get himself ready. And yeah, he was big. I mean, he shut the door, gave the team, I guess, a boost of confidence, so to speak, and um, you know, st- helped start the comeback. And you know, I, I, I said on social media, the Panthers need to tie it before the two point, the, before the two and a half minute mark. They need to tie it before then, just because I didn't want it to be an empty net situation. We're still trailing by one, and you know. Tampa has too many sharpshooters that can, you know, uh, shoot the puck from deep in the defensive zone and score a goal, and then we're completely out of it. So uh, from the third period on, everything just worked. And the Panthers on that Forsling goal from the high slot where nobody, not a single Tampa Bay Lightning player, picks him up. They He scores it at the 307 mark, and close enough – to mm-hmm. what you tweeted out and i'm just thinking man, yeah it's just like <laughs> guys listen listen to frank ricas he knows what he he knows what he's talking about when it comes to uh, 
<laughs> so yeah and Forsling had a Forsling I I loved how he played today every I feel like every time there was a a transition the other end he always had a stick to to deflect the pass Sam Bennett actually in overtime or was it an overtime yes it, it was in the beginning of overtime he had a heads up play on where Bobrovsky was like way out of his net to his right and Sam Bennett was able to clear the puck where anyone on the Tampa Bay Lightning could have easily got the puck and made it a 6-5 overtime victory for the Tampa Bay Lightning but instead the Florida Panthers just go the other way and they find a way to win this one so Talk a little bit about the defensive effort for the Florida Panthers because I'm I'm really impressed by the games that Gustav Forsling and Sam Bennett had. Yeah, boy, Forsling has been such a tremendous player uh, all season long. I mean, what what a great great pickup by uh, you know Bill Zito to to get him, and he he's fit right in. He he does things very well defensively. He does things very well offensively. I mean, who'd have thought a guy like that was left, uh, you know, out for uh, for anybody to pick up? And and we did. And um, I've used every game. It seems like he does something that's, you know, I'm not going to say amazing, but you're like, wow, you know, what what a what a great addition to the team. And uh, um, I think the energy of the defense, you know, he just they just feed off of his energy. And, um, you know, his sometimes spectacular plays. And Sam Bennett, he just continues to impress. Uh, the playoffs are really his time to shine. And he certainly did tonight, not only uh, offensively with that first goal, uh, but with his defensive play. I mean, he plays a perfect 200-foot game. You know, great offensively. Uh, he, he digs in the corners. He gets in the dirty areas. And then he plays very, very well. Uh, defensively so I mean those those two guys I don't think uh, we we could have won without their effort uh, tonight absolutely and this was and once again this was a this was a game where Barkov was not on the ice a lot in this one based on an early injury in the first period where he only had two shifts in in the first period and a quarter and he comes back doesn't play too much but he still finds a way the the panthers still find a way and that second line took a majority of the of the ice time in this one and forsling was a plus three in this one him and gudas were a plus three and and this it, I, I try to think of if the Florida Panthers sign Montour after this this season, what the top four can really look like with a with a Uyghur, Ekblad, Montour, Forsling, Gudas, like like long long term, not only in the short term, but maybe in the in the long term, the the this defensive pairing can really be can really be a force in the future. Yeah, I think we're set up pretty well defensively. Um, 
although uh, there were a couple times when I think we either overplayed a specific or a uh, Panther, a Panther, a uh, Tampa Bay Lightning player got in underneath a defenseman between, you know, got between a defenseman of ours and and a goaltender. So we 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 need to kind of shut that down a little bit. Uh, I think Weger was out of position on one goal where he was playing up a little bit too high, and there was a uh, a Lightning player down low, but. Even still, I think this is some of the best defense that we've had in quite some time. And that's also without Keith Yandel. And that's with two or three other guys that could probably come into the lineup and play as well. You know, we got a couple uh, younger kids that, um, you know, I would not have put in tonight's game myself just because it's too much of a pressure cooker for them. And uh, if, you, if you look at, we haven't talked about him yet, but. I think Anton Strawman had a had a good game. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people on social media were, you know, screaming for you know Connaughton or anybody else. Um, but I think Strawman played very very well. Did what he had to do, and uh, just made the defense look so much uh, better. You know. Yeah, and gotta give credit to Strawman, a, a guy who hasn't really who has been mostly a scratch in the latter part of the season. And he, he's mature. He's a veteran. He's a Stanley cup champion. So he's, he's able to step in when he needs to. And I think about, I think about where this team was last year versus where they were this year, which makes me want to go back to, Something you wrote last season at the very end of the playoff bubble. Do you do you do you necessarily remember what you said about this cur- that current core of the Panthers at the time about just not being there? Do you do you remember? Vaguely. I mean, are you going to try and refresh my memory? I'm well, old, you know. Uh, <laughs> I I I read I read a little bit of it about the leadership the 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 pieces around and just how they're yeah. just not ready and looking back at that you you were absolutely right and look at the turnaround that this team has been able to have I mean crazy what a front office change can do to a team because many many thought that 2016 was the this course peak and mm-hmm. this season is just showing that 2016 was not this course peak and i was talking about it with my guest yesterday caitlin daly of the five mm-hmm. reasons sports network that this could have been easily maybe a conference final type of matchup if both teams, if one of the teams were a wild card in the Metropolitan Division, or if this could have been like a second round series in a regular year, too. So I think we're getting conference final type of play in the in the first round. And the fact that Florida has shown so much character. This was a character win. I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna define it as a character win. You were down five to three. You could have easily just thrown in the towel and just said, okay, we're going to go down 
three to nothing. We're down five to three heading into the final period. And the Florida Panthers just didn't give up. And like I said, on the top of the show, they found a way. Yeah. So let's unpack this a little bit back to last year. And I'm just going to take some wild guesses at what I might've said as a had a chance to think about it a little bit. Um, there was a statement that was made by Barkoff. I I don't know if it was when they were down still or it was after, but he was talking about, you know, having fun. And I was like, geez, you guys are trailing the series or the series is over. I forget exactly when he said it. There's no fun in, you know, being in this position and that I really think that the core itself just hadn't come to grips with what it takes to win in the not only uh, during the season and in tough games, but especially in the playoffs. And I think some of the, the players just hadn't bought into uh, the system. And, yeah, it was Coach Q's first year, and, you know, he was trying to get familiar with them, and they were getting familiar with him. And obviously it was an odd year with COVID starting and all that. but. Um, I think after that, they all must have had a heart-to-heart talk with themselves. And then, you know, Bill, Bill Zito goes out. He gets Hornquist. He gets a few other players. Um, the players come into camp actually um, ready to win. And they started out really, really strong, which was very important because mostly, you know, over the last few seasons, the, the start of the season was typically bad for the Panthers. And then they are playing catch-up for the rest of the year. So they got off to a good start. And, and I think they just kind of, I think they learned a lesson from what happened last season and they didn't let that carry over into this season. Maybe, you know, a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. I mean, they just look different. You know, they look, they've been resilient all year long. And today they were definitely resilient. I mean, it's facing a lot of adversity and uh, you're right. They, they found a way to win. And I also think that, uh, you know, coach Q was a very animated on the bench at, you know, a couple different oh, yeah. situations. Yeah. And, you know, he's like that. And, you know, you saw, I posted a couple pictures of <laughs> some previous uh, gestures and things that he's done and, you know, stuff like that can really ignite your team. He may not even have had to say anything at the, after the second intermission, but they were very upset about the, uh, uh, a few things. And then even after the third uh, period, when Duclair, had that penalty called on him. I mean, Q was furious. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a combination of a lot of things, but, you know, maybe the Panthers have learned how to win now. And they filtered out the players who just weren't bought into the system or the, who they saw were just not going to to be a fit long-term. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. The NBA and the NHL are in their stretch runs right before the postseason begins. Get all the latest news and odds and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action before the next pitch. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website 
or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code locked on. Let's talk about how huge that penalty kill was to start the overtime period because it was with about 20 some odd seconds left in the third where Duclair had a cross check on Steven Stamkos and you know whether or not it should have been a call or or not it, it was a tough position for the Panthers to be in they go into overtime cool they're going into overtime and immediately they're down a man and like I said they really showed their true character when they were able to get the the kill and and eventually leading up to, to to that game winning goal by Ryan Lomberg. So that the start of that character win really was starting with that kill. Yeah, and what I liked about how they uh, killed that penalty is they seemed to be very aggressive on the kill. Uh, instead of kind of sitting back and letting the play happen, they were, you know, trying to force Tampa to make plays. And I think that really worked out well uh, for the Panthers. Um, you know, I, I like it when they play that more aggressive style instead of just falling back into the box and, you know, letting Tampa shoot or anybody shoot from the outside and see what happens. Uh, they did have a couple good scoring chances. I think they hit post. Uh, or the crossbar mm-hmm. um, on, uh, during that time. And then there was one save that uh, Bob made, I believe it was with his blocker that, you know, that, <laughs> that could have went in and it would have, you know, ended the game and we'd have been down three games to nothing. But um, they just, that the penalty kill, you're right. That, at that moment, that was huge. And I think that just led to that, that momentum carried over uh, and gave them some confidence, and now they're like, okay, we're you know we're we're even. Let's go get this game. Before we wrap up, let's talk about one more player, which is Jonathan Huberdeau. Huberdeau, I during my crossover with the host of the Locked On Lightning podcast, Adam Danker, he asked me who was my early prediction for the Con Smythe. It was like a curveball thrown right at me. Hmm. And I, I, I didn't want to say the obvious of Barkov. And I felt like that would have been too, too obvious. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he did end up. But they got to, of course, they got to win it first before. But Huberto, right. he, he has six points in three games. A goal and two assists in game one. Didn't get anything in game two, but he found a way to get three more tonight and Huberto has just been incredible during this series and just continues to find a way to find the open teammate. And one of them led to a big third period, third period goal by Patrick Hornquist, where he found a way to deflect it off him and Patrick Hornquist once again in his office. So beautiful play. And, Huberto has had a phenomenal series. You know, he probably could have another point or two if he have taken, you know, some shots that he should have taken. I know that was um, 
a little bit of a bone of contention with me after Tuesday night's game. Uh, there were a couple of moments where he tried to pass through traffic instead of taking a shot. But in any event, um, yeah, he's had a great series so far. Uh, and we're going to need guys like him and uh, to step up and really be the lead, the true leaders um, of this team because it's these guys that have been here. We've been waiting for them to, to, to lead the Panthers to – to victory and and to be the force behind you know uh, a long long playoff run so we're going to need guys like Huberdeau, Barkoff um, you know to to come through for us and I think the other players are looking at them to be the as well and I'm sure uh, so is the coaching staff so they just got to keep it up I mean this is a grind um, I, I I love playing every other day that's great what I don't love is playing an afternoon game I, I don't want to beat Debbie Downer here, but I don't like 1230 games uh, after you've played a, a, a tough, you know, game two nights before. But mm. Tampa has to face the same adversity. So, you know, can't use an excuse. Get a good night's sleep two nights in a row, boys, and just be ready. I, I didn't even think about it like that because as a fan – as a fan, I don't have an issue with it because, you know, you watch it on a Saturday and then you get to enjoy the rest of your day later on. But as a player, the recovery time is just so damn important when it comes to, you know, and, you know, there's not going to be a morning skate on Saturday. That's for damn sure. And well, yeah, your whole routine is all messed up mm -hmm. on Saturdays. Yeah, that's that's the thing I think that some players just don't like. I know I've read a lot. I've heard a lot that, yeah, they don't really like afternoon games because of all that, but you know, got to get through it. Hey, both teams are in the same position going into Saturday, just like you said, with less recovery time. And thankfully there's no travel date in between. So they can have a whole yeah. day, whether, whether or not they do practice, they, they have that day where they're, not trying to rush to go on a plane and travel to the next city. I mean, even if they were, it, it's just right up the state, but still you don't, you don't have to go through the routine routine of that travel and they get to, they get to just go to the arena straight from their hotel on Saturday. And the best thing about all of this, this win is that there's guaranteed a game five back in sunrise florida so you you i know you haven't been to a playoff game this year but you saw how rowdy that crowd was in games mm -hmm. one and two even even with the team losing it's going to be great for the players to be back in that atmosphere uh hopefully when they come back it's two games apiece uh, that's that's really going to pamp us back against the wall. The whole the momentum swing will be with the Panthers, um, and you know playing in front of the home crowd. Uh, everything will be in their favor. Doesn't make it any easier, but I think it gives them a little bit of uh, adrenaline, a little bit of extra jolt, and uh, it's exactly what we want. And you know nobody likes to get swept. Uh, no one likes to lose four games to one either. But I think if if they can find a way to really grind it out on Saturday and uh, come home a winner, then that we've we've got a real series. I, mean, I think we have a series now. But if it comes back here to uh, sunrise, two games apiece, we got a real series. And like 
becomes best of three and you know what uh it can be done absolutely they've they've now won in tampa three times this season out of five tries from the regular season and the postseason and hey they could definitely make it four out of six on saturday but frank i want to thank you for coming on to this episode of the locked on panthers podcast to break down this six to five overtime victory against the tampa bay lightning and hopefully hopefully we'll have you back on soon to discuss more of this florida panthers playoff run having me uh, hopefully we can do a bunch more of these uh as the playoffs go on and thank you once again to frank Ricas, the owner and operator of pantherparkway.com for coming on the show to talk about this six to five win over the tampa bay lightning and again this was a big character win for your florida panthers and we now have a series this is guaranteed to at least go five the florida panthers got their first road win of this series and now they got to get another one in order to tie this at two and make it now a best of three series and saturday afternoon 12 30 puck drop and let's go the florida panthers found one it's time to find another. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you get notified every single time the Locked On Panthers podcast comes into your feed. Make sure to also subscribe to the Locked On NHL where they'll be covering all the playoffs and also the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And once again, don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Today podcast where they'll be talking about are Suns fans disappointed that they have to face the Los Angeles Lakers? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day.